0: The fire. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz, the Doctors are in.
1: Hello, hello, and ho, ho, ho. I'm Marie. <laughs>
0: and I'm Greg. <laughs> and, and this, this is, is Through, through the, fire. the Fire. Yes, it is.
1: Yes. And so it's ho, Christmas ho, week. Ho, ho, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, just about, right? Yeah.
0: Can you still say that?
1: Oh, I say it all the time. I know you do. I try mm. to share that you know Christmas cheer mm. and try to just, uh, you know, it's a special time of the year. It is. Right? You know, Um, it it is. Even if it doesn't feel like it all the time, you know, one thing we can be certain about is that Christmas comes every year.
0: You know, you say that all the time, too, in the middle of (laughs) July, and she says, guess what, honey, Christmas is almost here. It (laughs) is. It's almost here. We know it's going to come. It's
1: coming soon. Right? I mean, Mm -hmm. even if the world is trying to take it away at times, Mm -hmm. it might seem that way, Mm -hmm. you know, that people, you know— lose jobs, and they have certain struggles, and it seems particularly more painful at this time of the year if those kinds of things happen.
0: Yeah, remember, I, we just ran into that movie, and we haven't watched it, I don't think we've seen it, but The Man Who Saved Christmas. There was right. a time in history back, I think it was Woodrow Wilson and mm-hmm. his gang, uh, tried to actually, you know, during World War I, mm-hmm. actually tried to cancel Christmas, you mm-hmm. know, not just stop the toys from being made, but stop gift-giving and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and he saved Christmas.
1: Right. Uh, so By saying, I'm going to produce toys. Yeah, and we're going to keep the giving right, alive. Right. And, of
0: course, Christmas is more than just the giving, obviously. Right, right. But, yeah, this but is But the magic Merry of the Christmas.
1: toys for the children, that mm-hmm. was the point, right? The magic mm-hmm. of the toys. And and like the Rockefeller Christmas tree, that was first put up during the, the Depression. Right. You know, and if you think about the, the symbol of Christmas, it's the evergreen tree, right, to, to remind us of our everlasting life with the Lord, right?
0: Right. And see, and that's the whole point. You know, Christmas has all these accoutrements. It has all the—my favorite— word, right? Yeah, yeah. accoutrements. But it's the heart of Christmas that really matters, and I think that's what we're getting to today when we talk about Merry Christmas in the middle of whatever is going on in our lives. Right.
1: I had someone say to me the other day, this is going to be the best Christmas ever, and I thought, wow, that was kind of a bold statement to say, because I thought, you know, with COVID and with all the restrictions and maybe not being able to worship and the things that are being mandated today, when they said that, I thought, can can this be the best Christmas ever? What do you think?
0: The best Christmas ever. You know, I was just thinking about. It. We talked a little bit about that the last program too. You know, with with what's going on in the world, like you just talked about the pandemic, the layoffs, the mm-hmm. the struggles. I mean, they're shutting our country down right. again. Right. Uh, and and of course, all the stuff that comes with that emotionally. How could anybody say such a thing? Mm-hmm. But I think I think if you really think that through, this in some ways could then be the best Christmas ever. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: I think you know if if we're being forced to to stop, slow down. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. We can get angry about it, but we can also like, okay, we're being forced to stop mm-hmm. and slow down. You know, there's always some positive things that come out of negative things. You know, if we're the, the children are at home, and yes, there's some struggles, but because you know, with you know, the, the kids are wanting to be out with their friends, or they're wanting to be in school, or these kinds of different things that are that are challenging to us. But it's bringing families together, right? Mm-hmm. And it's al- and it's also allowing us to have conversations and to focus on what this. Whole season is about right. right. So slow down and pray and and think about what is really important here. this is the promise of our Lord coming to you know save us.
0: Right. You know we you know when we talk about the the, the main teaching of Christmas, it's obviously it's more than just it's actually God coming into the muck and mire of our life. Right. The problem is that muck and mire gets in the way of our celebration sometimes, right? So, I mean, yeah. so people are talking right now and they're, you know, what are they experiencing? You know, sometimes they're they're saying to people like us, uh, as we talk this way, they're saying, yeah, but you really don't know what I'm going right. through.
1: Right. And there's a lot of challenges and there are clouds that, that cloud our vision, right? And mm-hmm. our spirit. You know, there are people that are grieving this time of the year. I know for me personally, I am, I'm grieving the loss of my father. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we have the loss of loved ones. We have the loss of time. We think of the loss of jobs, you know, people struggling with their health, facing their mortality, Um, some that are facing it knowing that they will have an everlasting life, but they worry about the people they're leaving behind.
0: Well, and you know, even when we talk about celebrating Christmas and you were just talking about the loss of your dad, you know, and this happened last year at this time. Yes. And in my mind you know, it seems long ago, in your mind, it seems like it happened today.
1: Oh, it's in the so mid- painful, And, and yes. so
0: it, we could be in the middle of Christmas, and I could be thinking about all kinds of stuff, you know, families coming, all this kind of, and it could be actually drawing you into this struggle with, yeah, but my dad is no longer here. Right. So again, we know what you're going through out there. I mean, I think that's, that. all of us go through these kind right, of things. Right, struggles are real. Yeah, and mortality is real, mm-hmm. But but God actually enters into that, you know, and that's the message, you know, of Christmas, so... Um, right.
1: And I think it's a matter of perspective is to remember that, you know, because, you know, you and I have discussed this quite a bit lately. And I know that it can be a downer because, I mean, you know, we have real struggles in life. We really mm-hmm. do. And, and grief, but the point is, is that grief can still, in the middle of grief and in struggles, we can be joyful and experience joyfulness and spread joyfulness. Because yeah. we know, you know, we know that we have the promise of the one consistent thing in all of life the Lord is with us in all things, right? Mm -hmm. He's with us now in our struggles. And so, you know, when things seem out of control, which— Listen, it's kind of a facade, and it's kind of you know a misnomer for us to sit here and think that we are always in control of everything.
0: Well, I think that's the modern, the modern myth is right. that we are in control,
1: right? Um, and and we really are not, right? You know, but the one person that we can always lay our, our struggles on and lay our dreams in, in in his hands is our Lord, right? Well, and and that, he's always there.
0: You know, and people forget that that Christmas has a preparation season called Advent, and Advent is all about you coming to grips with the fact that you're not really in control of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that really is the whole point of Advent. You start to see that kind of thing. And when we finally realize that our life is out of our control, well, it's actually a good thing from the Bible's point of view, because that's one of the secrets of the Christian life is that once we realize that, and that's not a happy thought, by the way, um, (laughs) but we realize that there's a God in heaven who is in control of things. And the the power of our faith is that we put our faith in him, Mm -hmm. not our faith in ourselves. Now, Yes, we can live our lives boldly and we can take control of our and lives responsibly, to, to responsibly yeah. but it's always because our faith is in him. And so when we realize that our relationship is the one with him is the one thing that puts these things in perspective, that really is the power, you know, to kind of start to face some of these things. Or it's the power to see joy in the middle of these things.
1: Right. I have to say, like, whenever we first met and we were dating, um, you, you know, you said some things to me that really— stayed with me and gave me a lot of peace and comfort. And I, and it visits me in times like this, you know, wow, whenever I'm going I, through. Like, I did. Well, once in a while, <laughs> honey, you say something that's really a treasure jewel. <laughs> Th- thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but really what you said was, you know, because I, I worried, I worried, it, you know, if, if, if I was struggling with something and I would get angry or if maybe I got sick and I couldn't pray or I couldn't ask God to forgive me or I couldn't do these things that you said, you know, and the our Lord's grip doesn't slip, right. even if we feel like ours is, that it doesn't. So when we talk about control, right? When we're saying that God is in control, it's not like we're puppets and He's controlling has our life like planned out. it what it means to me, at least, is that I can take risks and I can step out. And if I make mistakes, I know that He can help to even change the the worst of mistakes and things that I could possibly imagine and make it something spectacular. Right. I don't have to be so afraid. You know, because I have him to lean into, yeah. right?
0: It's and you know we it, we try to illustrate this stuff when we talk to our church members and stuff, we say the power of faith is not how hard you believe in something. Mm-hmm. The power of faith is the object of your faith. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I remember that one time when I took those kids on that rock climbing thing right. and they were going to say, we're going to repel off this, this." it was in the hill country in Texas, right. right. we're going to repel off this cliff. And I had a hundred kids with me and I was yes. like, I didn't tell their parents we were repelling right. off some kind of mountainside. Right. And the guy said, don't worry about it, pastor, everything's going to be fine. And I said, well, why? He said, do you have faith that this tree can hold you?
1: Right, because yes. they had tied the rope around and the I tree. Said, and then he
0: said, do you have faith in this rope? And I said, Yeah, yes, looks sufficient to hold me. Do you have faith in the harness I'm going to put on you? Yes, I have faith in the harness. The harness, rope, tree, will that hold you? Yes, he says, so you're not going to fall. Right. Now, you could still bang yourself up against the cliff if you don't lean back. But if you lean back and trust this thing completely, you're going to walk down the side of this cliff unscathed. Right. And I, he said, and you're first. <laughs> That's
1: right. And I said, okay. It was okay, a focal point I for you. Believe. That's I what believe. I believe. And you had to demonstrate that I had to kids.
0: demonstrate it to the kids. And not one of those kids was hurt. A couple still didn't believe well, hard one, enough. Well, one,
1: ten pennies. She kind Yeah, and got she banged. was
0: and, and my my most favorite, you know, confirmant. Yeah. But uh, but again, it was the same thing. The power of faith is the object, like right. just so said. Right, so the
1: focal point, right? The focal point. So just point. like, remember whenever we, uh, we were pregnant and going through Lamaz and, I, I you Lamaze? know, they teach you. Okay, honey, I have something else to share with you right oh, wait now. Wait, the Lama's
0: focal point. How did how did we get here?
1: <laughs> no, but really, with okay, a focal point, point, you know, you're you're taught to focus on an object to help you, you know, kind of get through the pain, right, and the temporariness and the hump, and be able to breathe. It's the same thing, like with ballerinas. You know, you're taught to to look at a focal point whenever you're doing your your turns and your spins because it keeps you balanced. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you from falling off, right? right. So a focal point, what are you focusing on? Yeah. And right now, this is the season, like you said, in Advent, Focus on the Lord. Put that first, right?
0: The, the lamaz focal point.
1: Yeah, it's, and it's so natural because at this time of the year, Lamaz, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> time of the year, you know, we get nostalgic, right? Mm-hmm. And we have regrets and we start to have remorse. But really, in, in during that time, hey pray and start to reflect and then release some of that heaviness and that way you can be restored and you can be renewed
0: I like the word you use there heaviness because a lot of times when we start to reflect even if they're joyful things they're heavy and right. we can't carry those things but when you realize that God is the one who makes all this possible for us and for ourselves suddenly it's can he handle the heaviness not right. can I handle the heaviness can, can he bring something weighty into my life that really makes a difference not can I hold on to it right. and that's really The the Bible invites you to think of things that way.
1: Right. And I used to think I had to hold on. Right. I really did. And that, that even made it more heavy for me. You know, Right, because
0: thought, you were saying, I want to be even a better Christian. Mm-hmm. And so, again, Christmas, if Christmas is anything to you this year, it's the message of God coming into the middle of your life. Muck and mire, all the regrets, all the struggles, all the celebrations, everything. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing life, his life, into the middle of that as a gift. Uh, and that's the babe of the manger. That's right. what it's all about.
1: Right. I like that you said about bringing you know, a gift. I remember, I mean, I've shared before that my father, you know, when he was growing up, he was very, very poor. His family was poor. And um, his mother had died when he was young, and his sister raised he and, and his siblings, and he was the youngest. And they didn't have money, right? Mm-hmm. And so we think today, right like right now in the present, a lot of people are struggling not to have, you know, they don't have money. And what are they going to do? No gifts. They feel like they're going to have no Christmas. Right. Well, my daddy, they, his sisters would go out and get this, I'm sure they didn't buy it. They probably chopped down someone's part of a little tree, right? And they had this little table and they would set up the same size little tree, right, every year. And it probably. Had had like five or six pieces of tinsel on it, maybe just a Charlie, couple. Of, it was the it was Charlie. A Charlie Brown Christmas tree. <laughs> right. But my father would see that little tree glowing when he would come home every day, and he thought it was the most beautiful little tree ever. Mm-hmm. And he was allowed to go to, you know, uh, to the Christian private school, and then they would go to church every, you know, every Sunday. And at, at Christmas, he loved it because you would go at night and all the candles would be going, and he was always starched and pressed because the sisters always made sure that they looked nice. And that was his most special time of the year. He loved Christmas, and there were no gifts. Right. You know, my, my father, as we got older, he would take blankets and he would take food to people in need. And I remember taking going with him, and my father always just had enough.
0: Well, and I think you that's— know, he, ne- he wasn't wealthy. What a secret thing then. You know, so if you've got the main thing, then you will always have enough— and even if you always have enough, you have something to give. Right. And and that was that truly was your father's way of yes. looking at life. And and I think, but again, for Christians, that's really the way we look at all of life. So you can be a wealthy person who has that view of life. You can right. be a, a poorer person who has that view of right. life. Right. But the one thing.
1: It's your spirit your is heart. Is what
0: animates mm-hmm. all of that. And I think, again, that's the Christmas story. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's God in the world for you. It's God coming for you.
1: Right.
0: Uh, what, and his grip, I love that. His grip does not slip. So and that. It
1: gave me so much peace whenever you taught me that because I really thought I was the one that had to walk in and I had to grab hold and I had to hold on.
0: Well, Christianity is not a religion. People forget this. Christianity is a proclamation of, Mm -hmm. of grace. It's a proclamation of joy because of what God has done for the sinful, rebellious world mm-hmm. in the person and work of Christ. So it's not a religion. Now, there's religious aspects of it. You know, we sure. do certain things because sure. of that. But those things follow the proclamation. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't make us worthy of the proclamation. They don't create the proclamation. Mm-hmm. They help us follow. And so, again, Christmas, if you're struggling right now and you're going through all kinds of issues right now, Christmas is invading your space to tell you that there's something that can hold on to you mm-hmm. right now. And I think that's that's what we're celebrating in this program today. So our question at the beginning of the program was, can this be the best Christmas ever? And we've started to realize that, you know, if everything gets stripped away, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't have any of the things that the trappings that you would say would make this a great Christmas right. for you. But you know the one thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and the one thing is so all-encompassing and in such a way that you don't even need those other things to mm-hmm. have the very joy that, you know, then, yes, this can be the best Christmas. And, you know, you were saying something about when you're talking about your dad. Yeah, and at the, at the end of his life, and he, he loved, we talked about his how he loved Christmas trees. He loved Christmas and trees. And he said that he, that phrase that she said, who's having a party?
1: Right. Because now think the, about this. Who's yeah, having a
0: party? Yeah.
1: And then that was a thing, you know, because when you were talking about- In the hospital. Right. That, that his grip doesn't slip. I, that came home to me while I was there with him because I was fortunate and blessed yeah, enough God, to be there.
0: God's grip on you doesn't slip even right. when you're struggling. And so
1: I was fortunate enough to be in the room with him, you know, as he passed away and i remember looking at him and beforehand he had been you know quoting scriptures and quoting scriptures and then he got to the point where he just couldn't anymore and he would look at the little tree that we put there in the in his room and he was you know looking out over the city lights cuz we had him elevated and looking out a picture window and he would look and i don't really know what his eyes were seeing but he would see the lights twinkling on the tree and he would he kept asking who's having a party who's having a party and i remember thinking the lord is here with us right now you know, he doesn't need to grip on the Lord. The Lord has his grip on him. Right. And I had such peace in that time. And watching the, the symbol of the Christmas tree, my father saying, who's having a party? Well, listen, the party was for him. The party was for him. Yeah. The party is the party for, him. for him. And the party's for us every Christmas. See, that's a thing. And it's, you know, we bake that little... Cake and blow the, the make a wish and let you know celebrate Jesus's birth. It's his right. birthday, but it, hey, the party's for us.
0: That's the whole point. And once you see that that it's a proclamation, it's a gift, it's been delivered on God's terms for you, mm-hmm. then all the trappings that go with it. That's just us expressing our thankfulness for all that. Well, if all that gets stripped away, um, you can still have the gift, and the gift mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the
1: world. It makes all the difference. In fact, it's the one most important thing. Absolutely mm- mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember in church my grandmother, my mom's mother, she used to cry every Christmas and I didn't know why she was doing I that. want to tell
0: this story because because okay, <laughs> so I, I met when I met Marie uh, and and we were getting to know each other I met her grandmother. Her grandmother was really special and she really, I saw really was. I saw a lot of that in Marie. And so one day I was just talking to her as, you know, later on in our life, we were talking about Christmas and, and she talked about how she cries at Christmas mm-hmm. time. Now, almost all of us think, oh, yeah, you're crying because all the, the family's home and you're celebrating and you're mm-hmm. just, you know, we miss each other. No, that wasn't it. She said, no, I do that, too. She said, but that's not what I'm talking about. And I said, well, then what are you talking about, Nanny? She mm-hmm. said, well, I cry because I know God had to come for me. Mm-hmm. I know Jesus had to be born for me mm-hmm. and he had to go to the cross for me. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, you mm-hmm. know, she got it. She said. So, yeah, and so in that sense, yeah, you're like, well, Nini, don't be sad, but she mm-hmm. had to be sad a little bit mm-hmm. so that she could really understand how glad mm-hmm. she was in what God did for her. But mm-hmm. you had to understand both of those emotions mm-hmm. to really get Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I've always, man, I always tell that story mm-hmm. in my Bible classes and when I'm talking to people about Jesus, is it because if you don't... Have that kind of sense of what Christmas is. I think you're missing what it wants to deliver to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it wasn't for her, I don't know where I would be with my faith, honestly. You know, because struggles in life would come and go, and she was always putting me in prayer. You know, and always mm-hmm. pointing me to Jesus and to the cross all my life. You know, and she she was a very Formidable woman. I mean, she was very educated at Mm -hmm. a time when most women weren't. You know, she had uh, her graduate degrees, and as a Hispanic woman living in the the places that she lived, that wasn't always the easiest place, but she always uplifted other people, always shared.
0: Well, and all of us have had people who have been uh, mentors along the way, whether it's our our family or friends or things like that. I think of my my grandparents too, and of course my parents as well, Mm -hmm. but my grandparents especially, because, you know, their stories were always, you know, depression stories. Nothing.
1: You and, know? Yeah, so and, you know, in well, comparison we to, to today, we used I to mean,
0: laugh about some of those stories. But if you started to think about the the things that were going on at the time, you could have cried too about how <laughs> how little they had and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, when we related those stories, the thing that kept coming out was right. the joy that they had, right. the love for the Lord, the love for each other, the love right. for family.
1: Right, and they shared it. And they shared it. Yeah.
0: And some of those are still some of the greatest stories you know set around the Christmas tree too. Right. As we right. think about what uh, what the message really is. Right
1: Right I think we can, No matter what we have We have a lot Share a lot
0: Well I love what you yeah. just said You know When you have the main thing Even if you have just enough You still have enough to share mm-hmm. And that reminds me Of something you used to do um, You know When When Again <laughs> early, early in our marriage And we didn't have a lot of money Back in those days no. And so what, the place We actually ate out a lot Was
1: The, the Village Inn, Inn. Yes
0: um, And so you know High <laughs> point of our week Hey honey You want to go to Village Inn Great <laughs> But on, on Christmas Eve There were some of the people That you know They used to serve us throughout the yes. week they were, had to work Christmas Eve yeah. she would stop and we would give gifts mm-hmm. to all the the staff that was working on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and I'll never forget that because you know as a pastor you're like you know you're thinking I just want to get home and I want to go to bed and I want to have you know get up the next day mm-hmm. she's like no 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 we're going to do this too and I got to tell you the, the, eating at Village Inn for the rest of the year we were you know because the we'd come in and the joy that we had with those folks from that point on every year it was just yeah.
1: something special yeah you want to Extra side of peanut butter on Ex, that. <laughs> extra side of peanut butter with those
0: pancakes. And I said, yeah, I'm living high in it's the hog right honey. now. <laughs> extra honey. So suddenly when she came home after all that, we'd listen to Man I'm Steamroller, yes. you know, come come, man. And light our, our candles. Light our candles. We'd mm-hmm. have our little time and then we'd go to bed, for, you know, next Christmas morning came soon. Yeah. But man, again, when you have the one thing. And I still remember that. And we have a lot more today than we did back in those days. Yeah. I
1: mean, we tried to do that when we were in New York with the police officers and the precinct that was near us and the people that worked at the CVS, um, the restaurant owners that were having to be open or, you know, Mm -hmm. we would try to bring little things to them. And I remember taking poinsettias and, and lilies at Easter to different people, you know, that were working and yeah, I'm but it makes California. such a difference. So
0: when you have that one thing, and that's what mm-hmm. we're talking about here, that one thing always means that you have so much that it's filling you up. Right, that you, you always want to have. Share it. You always have something.
1: Right, and the more uh, you share, share, the more joy you feel in your heart, and and that's the thing. Just step out and share with one person. It's amazing how you'll feel.
0: Yeah. You know, uh,
1: so I think we need to act the way that uh, th- that reflects, you know, who Christ is in our life. Right. Yeah,
0: act as if I think we call that, you know, yeah. and, and I, I don't know if that came from some movie I saw. I think, mm-hmm. But when you say act as if what you're saying is even if my emotions and my feelings aren't jiving with right. with the spirit of the season, right. um, act as if knowing that this is true. You know right. that first and then it starts right. to actually change how you think about What you're experiencing, and then it
1: gets it closer to that feeling in your heart, and that's the thing, like psychologically, that we try to tell people to do. So, if you feel like your heart, like you know it, but your heart is not, you know, feeling it, it's not jiving, it's not connecting. Well, step out and act, share, spread that love and grace, and you will see that it gets closer and closer together. Yeah, and that's why the gap
0: closes. That gap closes, and that's why I love, um, you know, when you talk about. What did Someone said it this way You know The problem with Christians Is that they um, They're too heavenly minded To be of any earthly good
1: I, <laughs> I think that. that's, that's stupid Yeah that's not true <laughs> that's, that's not true at all
0: well, and, and am I being too unkind if hev-
1: I think you're being harsh Am but I being harsh I think okay. you're being very well, harsh Well I just
0: want to say that Because it's actually They're missing the whole point If you're heavenly minded Which means you You really focus on the eternal thing That's exploded into your life Well you then
1: know? hello You're going to really reflect that here
0: I mean you know The shepherds The first time they heard about this thing It was like like eternity you know suddenly is exploding into our life you know, they probably didn't know exactly what was happening, but they acted as if you know this changed
1: the world. Well, it did. And I think maybe sometimes so, people see that you're joyful, and they're like, "Why are you happy? Things are terrible right now." Right. But that's there's a difference between happiness and joy. And you can sit there and go, "Well, I'm I'm feeling joyful because I have hope." You and know, that know, eternal
0: hope. perspective yeah. actually gives you power to actually deal with what you're dealing with today, right? And and start to actually reframe your mind and move through it, like we talk about through the fire. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah, the is struggles in the, in the midst of these things but it's that eternal perspective, that eternal certainty, and that's the Christmas message.
1: Right. So dress up your house and play that music and dance and bake and celebrate and give thanks. And then watch You know, this Christmas become the best Christmas ever.
0: So our premise was, could this be the best Christmas ever? And if all the things of the world get taken away right. and stripped the away things. and all you have left... Is this message? Mm, you have it all. It can be the best Christmas you've ever had.
1: That's right. So, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas,
0: everybody. And
1: make it the best Christmas ever. Remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world
0: the one that burns and consumes, and
1: the one that burns and empowers. May
0: God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire.
1: Merry Christmas blessings, little embers. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See, See you soon. soon. Through the Fire is a production of
0: FamilyVisionMedia.org. Merry Christmas.